Hey, Business Building Warrior, this is Jim. Welcome you to another episode. Today, we've got Ross. He lives in the UK. He's our guest. He is a family man. He just had his second child, he and his wife, and it's just four days old as we record this episode. Uh, so he hasn't slept in about four or five days, but I've already recorded that episode and I can tell you he was very lucid and he was very informative and excited to be on this show and share his story. It's not one of these massive success stories today. He went from selling books a few months ago, moved into our replens model on Amazon, and he's having some great success. And I can't wait to dive into his story with you and to share a little bit of time with Ross and some of the tips and strategies that he has. The thing I really took away from this show that you're about to hear today is just how simple and international this opportunity really is. And if you're willing to build a system and spend a few hours per week studying up on this and improving your processes as you go, you're going to build something pretty special. Anyone can do this. And Ross has a goal of making this his full-time income within a few months. He's hoping to break the $10,000 barrier, he said, in his business. He just had a $1,000 day. He hopes to have a $40,000 month soon. And his ROI is phenomenal at 100% on his business right now. So he's got some really cool things to share. He's going to talk us through how he got started, found those first few replans, and some of the exciting things that he's found that, that sell very well for him on Amazon. So here's Ross. We're going to jump over and spend some time with him today. Thanks for hanging out with us. And as one last reminder, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you should know that only about 20% of our episodes are on YouTube. 80% of them are listen only. And you have to go to your favorite podcast listening app. They're all free. And you can hear our other shows while you're out doing life. All right. So God bless you. Let's jump over and spend some time with Ross. So Ross, welcome to the show. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. How's it, how are you? All right? I'm doing great, man. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you finally and get this on the calendar. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I'd love to get into your story a little bit and just kind of hand you the microphone, buddy, to start talking us through your story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back a couple of years. So, um, I mean, I, um, I stumbled across uh, PAC couple of years ago now so I think it was November 2018 where I uh, sort of leapt in and, and bought it um for me that was it was quite a big purchase at the time so it was quite a big thing but my mind was was sort of in that right position at the time and I'm like right I'm going to do this I had a lot of time on my hands and it was just I need something to do I need something with my time to sort of get going with something and actually because I, I love football so I used to sit there watching the football and I would sit there and think, this is a waste of my time a little bit. Yeah. As so much you, as said, I love you said football, right? Soccer is we call yeah, it here in America, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a sports fan too and left to just kind of do what I want to do. I can see myself just, you know, but you know, what you get, we call it doing the adult thing, right? you like, I got to do something here. I want to do something significant. So you kind of have that fire. Do you have a family? I don't even know, Ross. Uh, well, you know what? I do know because I said, I read your bio quickly here a couple of days ago. You had a wife who had a baby recently, right? Yeah. We literally had our second baby on Sunday and it's Thursday today. So she's like four days old. Um, wow. So, You've got yeah, a four day year old baby and you're doing a podcast with us. That's yeah. great. We're on <laughs> I, did think, I, I thought about rescheduling, but I thought, no, actually I'm, I want to do this. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to pump oh, that's the time. great. 
So have you slept in the last four days is the question. (laughs) I was going to say, if I start mumbling, it's a bit of like tiredness, delirium type thing. Yeah, your your editor guy is probably going to um, earn his money on this episode. (laughs) No, hey, we just keep it real and authentic. My dog could barge in my office barking at any moment. Kids could come in here, my wife asking me to do an errand. That's how we roll on this show. No pressure, man. But how awesome. I would say, hey, can we see the baby? But... Don't want to throw off whatever little routine you might have established at this point. So, <laughs> she's uh, she's downstairs at the moment, but I'll see what I can do a bit later. Oh, on how hey, that would be, if they if they pop in, it would be the favorite moment of the podcast for many, I'm sure. Okay, so you're a family guy, you're getting motivated, you got a couple kids, you're like you're getting a little more serious about this thing, right? So take us back. Let's keep the timeline going. Two years ago, you bought the proven Amazon course. Now, where do you live? Uh, I live in Kent in the UK. Kent. Okay, help me with where that's at. I should know. It's we're literally right at the very bottom. So if you're looking at sort of Europe, France, we're we're sort of the closest part to France as you can get within Europe, uh, within the UK. So literally, it's a about a half hour ferry crossing. Um, and okay. You're in France. So, okay, yeah, we're right close to France. Bottom. Gotcha. Now I know. Um, geography was my one of my weaker subjects in school, <laughs> unfortunately. So okay, now I know where Kent is. Yeah, we're Our, we're called we're called the Garden of England. Uh, ah, so it's the pretty part. <laughs> it, it's, it's the best of the weather, definitely. The south. I got you. It's, it, you're in the South, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. But, All right. So start taking us through your Amazon story. I love this because uh, anytime we get an international student on here, it becomes very popular because most of our audience is US-based, but about 20% of our audience is spread out around the world. So anytime we get a non-US guest on the show, I get real excited because it just proves one more time, you can live anywhere and do this business. But I want to hear your story. Let's go through it. Yeah. So, so when I started, I bought the pack and, and it was, it was like an information overload. You see all of these courses. I'm right. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. Amazon 101. Let's get into that. So, you know, the basics, right now let's sort of pick a, a topic to go into, but I did, I made the mistake to start off with by watching two or three courses, one after the other. And then you're like, you've just got some, all of this information in your head, sort of like, I think you've sort of alluded to it in previous podcasts where you're bouncing around. Yeah. You've not really focused in one particular area. And I made that mistake to start off with, but after a while I was like, right, okay, let's focus. So I started on the sort of um, RA, OA, went down that route because my budget wasn't huge. I had about 500 pounds. So I decided to go into used books. A good place to start. I think in a lot of the courses, it says it's sort of a great place to start because your your buy costs are pretty, pretty low. And the ROI on a lot of those is just incredible, isn't it? I mean, you can get sort of three, four thousand percent ROI on used books. So it was just that was the that was where I started. And I've sort of been doing that for probably, yeah, just about a year and a half never really going too crazy with it it was just sort of like a, a thousand pound sales every couple of months and things and it was like yeah there wasn't nothing crazy it was just it was enough just- for you to know that it works and, and just for the new listeners if you go back in time two or three years we were a lot more bullish on starting new sellers with books yeah now we're not so much there's, there's still money to be made there. There's still people who get very excited about that. But because of Amazon's long-term storage fees, you can very easily be upside down without realizing it. So you got to kind of know what you're doing with books. 
Yeah. But I'm excited to hear where you went next because I know I read your bio and uh, <laughs> I want to hear I want to hear this next chapter. So you you drifted from books after kind of toying around and realizing that this is legitimate. What did you get into from there? Well, it was um it was when our first lockdown happened. So it was around sort of March, April time. We and we were shielding as well. So we literally couldn't leave the house for 13 weeks. So I mean, I've got a corporate job full time. So I was doing that at home 100% still doing this sort of the Amazon thing on the side but actually because I didn't have a commute or anything like that there there was some extra time available to to just sort of ramp up the Amazon stuff a little bit and I thought right okay how can I pivot I need to to look at doing something else I can see a lot I'm in part of a lot of the Facebook groups and I can see a lot of people doing really well and I'm like I need a bit of that pie yeah (laughs) um so I, uh, I thought, well, let's get back into the pack, see what's what's about. And obviously, listening to the podcast, the replens model is just being sort of ramped up everywhere. Uh, a lot of people, it's such a popular thing at the moment. So I'm right, let's uh, dip my toe in there. So I got the, um, Jimmy's uh, ebook. So I read that a couple of times. Then in the pack, you've got the replens course as well. So I watched that. So I familiarized myself with the process quite heavily before I began and I'm glad it did because I think it was a lot smoother just starting then because I felt confident in the process and I knew it worked and yeah the first sort of few days sourcing products I didn't find much but I wasn't disheartened because I know that that process is proven and it works so it's just a case of pursuing it keep going once you find that one product to start off with it gives you even more confidence and you go right okay let's let's get to work it's just putting the time in so yeah it's yeah. a it's a almost an addictive process it's almost the equivalent of looking for gold in a stream i would imagine you, you know imagine spending two or three days and you find nothing 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 then you find a nugget and like okay there is something here and the difference between 0 and 1 is huge so I love that you spent some time studying and the replens course, um, just to, to talk to some of the new listeners for a second, Ross, and to give you a break, the proven Amazon course contains numerous modules. One of them is the replens course that Ross is talking about right now. But we always encourage, especially new sellers, don't go in and try to watch all the content in the proven Amazon course. You'll you'll waste your time because there's just so much there. You need to take action. You need to get started. And we start most new sellers out with replens, the model that yeah. Ross is talking about. And that module, we do encourage you to go all the way through it before you start. Not the whole proven Amazon course, but replens. Go all the way through and watch it all because then it's clear in your head and you don't go out and make 15, 20 buying mistakes right out of the gate. You, you really do it right. And so you, you recognize a gold nugget when you see it that way. And it sounds like that's what you did. Uh, yeah. So keep taking us through your story, Ross. So you started, you found that first winner. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit, not maybe the exact product, but how'd you find it? What's your story? Were you in a store? Well, you were online, obviously. You were locked down because of COVID. And this is what, six or seven months ago, right? And yes. you found that first product online, yeah. right? Yeah. So take us through that process. Um, so, yeah, so I literally be doing all OA and, and I only ever use Keeper. That's the only bit of software that I use other than the Amazon seller app um, and then Amazon online as well. I love so, to I mean, hear that. I want to yeah. emphasize that for just a moment, Ross. Yeah. He uses the free Amazon seller app and he uses Keeper. 
That's the app that we recommend. And you get used to those. When you first look at Keepa, it's going to scare you and think, man, I don't have a PhD in economics. I can't read this. No, there's only three or four lines that you need. It gives you like 18 lines. You don't need all those lines. Once you know how to look at the three or four lines that you need, you can make great decisions about whether you should invest in, and test a, a product. And it's going to be a product that you can pull right off the shelf at a local retailer or easily source online for exactly the same price and have it delivered to your house or to wherever your warehouse is or whatever you're doing. But okay, so you so you learned Keepa. And I love emphasizing that point because again, there's so many people in our community and, and keep your place in your story, Ross. But there's so many people that come into our community and they've watched, let's say, you know, 20 hours of YouTube videos on how to launch an Amazon business. And they think that step one is doing a whole bunch of research with a whole bunch of expensive tools, buying a really pricey course and educating themselves for two or three months on how to use all these tools and all these fancy private label strategies. That has about a 10% chance of working out if you're new. That's just the reality of the situation. I've been doing this 20 years. However, if you go down the path that Ross is talking about, you're going to spend a few dollars at most. You're going to test very, very small on potentially very big winning products. And within two or three tests, you're going to have a profitable business. And you've spent just a few dollars. Now we have coaching. That'll cost you a little money if you want to work one-on-one with someone who can take you through this and ramp you up faster. But the slow and steady approach that Ross is talking about has led to more success stories by far than any other Amazon strategy in the industry. Just wanted to emphasize that. I've seen it all. I've heard about it all. Replens is the easy starting point. Okay, back to you, buddy. Keep it, keep it going. I don't want to interrupt too much. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. So it's and one thing that you sort of said there that I'd like to just sort of elaborate on a little bit is um is sort of testing because keep up it's yeah, it is is really good for the data and you you can trust it to a degree, but it's not hundred percent. Because I've noticed that testing a few of the products, it sort of says, okay, this product, it sells 30 times a month. But when you start testing it, it's you sort of test five or six to start with, and they just fly off the shelf. And then you get a little bit more, and you get a little bit more, and you start ramping it up. And you notice that it's a lot more than 30 times a month. That's quite conservative. But yeah. it's good that it's good that that's on the conservative side because you're making those decisions to buy it based on the conservative part of it. Um, if it was the other way around, you might find yourself in a bit of trouble. But That's um, right. And, and let me make a point on your point. You borrowed my point. I'm going to borrow your point for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Keepa, as well as all of the tools out there that charge you 100 or 200 or $300 a month and I have all these features, they're all using the exact same data from Amazon. Amazon does not release to anyone the actual number of units sold of any given ASIN or any given product. They don't share that information. They keep it internal. They've never shared it with anyone. They probably never will. But what Keepa does and what all these other tools do using the exact same data is they look at how often the product rank changes and it looks kind of like a heart monitor. So every time that rank drops, meaning it goes from, let's say, rank of 50,000 and it drops to rank 35,000, we know something happened. At least one product unit was sold. And that's what you see on the graph. You see this up and down, up and down, up and down. If that's happening rapidly, that means it's selling frequently. We call those drops on the graph. That means something sold. So when you look at Keepa and you see a bunch of drops on the graph, a bunch of spikes up and down. Well, that means the product is actively selling at a good clip. 
And Keepa tells us, hey, we think that represents about 30 sales per month of that product. Well, typically Keepa is, like you said, Ross, it's underestimating that number. All the tools out there are totally guessing about the inventory levels. Everyone says, oh, my tool is more accurate than their tool. They're all guessing. They've built some algorithm. They're wildly inaccurate in some areas. They're dead on accurate in others, and it varies day to day. But you can tell, wow, there's a lot of activity on this. I'm going to test this real small. I'm not going to go out and buy 10,000 units of a private label product based on this information, but I'm going to test two or three units of an already established product and see if I can sell it profitably. And Keepa helps you make those decisions. I love it. So you're giving me some good, good chances. I'm kind of fired up today to make sure people understand how simple this business can be. So glad yes. your story is. It's a simple tool set that you're using. Yeah, absolutely. I like to keep things simple. Yeah, not overcomplicate things. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So tell me the story again, how you found that first product. Like, Take me through. Are there any details there that you could yeah, share so with us that, that might be good? That first one, um, one of the methods I was using was in the Amazon seller app, there's a, a tool when you add a product called um, top 10 or no, top 100, um, top 100 sellers or, or top 10, top 100 best sellers type thing. Um, and it's within there, just having a look through what, so what are those best selling products, what's flying off the shelf at the moment, because that's always changing. So it's, it's looking at that, trying to find little things where actually either nobody's selling it, so people have sold out. So sort of focusing on those and then can I can I see if I can find that and get and get profit from it based on the keeper data? That's one of the methods I like to use, which say it's pretty simple. And let me let me fill in a gap there, Ross. Let me take a stab. Because you just said two things that might seem to contradict each other if someone's not experienced in doing this Amazon thing. So let let's clarify something. You just said you look at the top 100 hottest items yep. and you look through there and try to find something that's not selling real well. And I know what you meant, I think. I'm pretty sure I do. I bet the <laughs> listeners out there are like, what? How do you look at the top 100 best sellers and find some, something that's not selling real well? And what do you mean by that? I think I'm, I, I know, I'm pretty sure I know, but talk us through that just a little bit more. Well, it's more um, like the sellers that have sold out. So at the moment, there's no inventory in stock in Amazon. So you can see that, you can see by the reviews, it's got thousands of reviews. Uh, it's in the top 100 Amazon have put it in there. But at this moment in time, nobody's selling it. Um, so there's sort of a gap in the market a little bit there. And that happens quite frequently. You'd be surprised how often- It does. It amazes me how many items that we sell in our inventory that are just flying off the shelf. And there's four or five of us selling, trying to keep the inventory up and we just can't. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's just amazing how many opportunities like what you just described. And the other way I could have interpreted what you just said as an experienced Amazon seller is you look through that top 100 list you find something that's very popular and you don't necessarily look at that specific exact product, ASIN, that listing, but you use the, the brand name or the manufacturer name and you go and you find a bundle for a three-pack of that item. And now you've got a bundle of a three-pack of this item that's flying off the shelf. It's not selling quite as rapidly as the, the one that you saw on the list, but it's selling well. And there's only two or three of you selling it. You know, how many sellers there are really doesn't matter. It's how many a month can I sell? But you find these magic ASINs, these listings on Amazon, where you can just jump on it. And so that's a good place. There's really no bad place to start to do your research. You, you find yourself kind of drifting all over the place, opening multiple tabs once you know how to do this. 
Um, at any given time, I'll have like eight or 10 Amazon tabs open on my laptop when I'm researching you know, for, for product. And there's all these little bunny trails. But I just wanted to clarify what we meant by that. Because yeah. some people, when you say I'm selling popular products, they think, oh, you're going to go buy the latest PlayStation. No, that's not what we're talking about at all. <laughs> no. No. And, and do you know what? When, I'm, when I try and explain it to some family members and friends and things, that, that's exactly what they think. It's like, right, okay, well, you're just buying something cheap and then reselling it for a profit. It's like, yes, but it's not anything. There, there, there's a little bit more to it than that. You've got to know you're not buying something that's, that's never going to sell or take a year to sell. It, there's there's a bit of a science to it, but once you know the methods and once you know the process, it is easy. It's easy to do, isn't it? It's not rocket science here. No, um, it, it it's really not. I feel confident and comfortable that most people can take the course, course. and get it. Some other people might want some coaching or handholding, and that, then the light's going to come on. But there's certainly a moment with replans where the light has come on. It's a light switch. It's either on or it's off. And if you can't sit down at your computer at any given time and find five replans brainlessly while watching soccer, or as you call it, I don't know why you guys call it football. It's soccer, man. <laughs> but you can sit there and you can sit there and, you know, with some noise and distraction in the background, spend half hour, 45 minutes and find four or five new replans. If you're not there, the light isn't on yet. And you need to go through the replans course or get a coach or have some help with it. Because once that light's on, oh my goodness, there is stuff everywhere. And then even bonus, if you can actually walk through a store, you're going to just be blown away. That's, and it starts to make sense why people spend an hour in one aisle or two or three hours in one aisle of a grocery store and walk out the store with 30 new replans that they're going to test, 70% of which are going to be profitable new recurring revenue streams. Right? I don't want to steal your show, man. I'm do, I, I don't know why I'm in such a mood to talk so much today. I'm silent, Jim. Keep going, Ross. Keep, us, keep us in your story. So, 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 yeah, it's just sort of building up um, a portfolio of replans. Um, I think I've got about 75 on my list at the moment. Not all of those are active because, say, some decide to so then not become profitable. Um, so it's, it's constantly a moving target, isn't it? Um, these things change all of the time. Um, and then there might be one that I sort of go back to um, that, wasn't profitable, but then now is again. So it's just keeping on top of all of that, isn't it? And making sure that you're um, you're, you're maximizing everything that you've found. Yeah, it's it, it, building a system, trying to maximize your ROI. Yeah. That's right. Are yeah. you using Rev Seller by any chance yet? Yeah. I don't know if it's a UK. Is it available for the UK? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think so. Okay, um, have, that, that might really help you out. That's the one tool, that's, the one, that's what I use. So I'm sitting here doing replans because you can be on any page on Amazon and it tells you your ROI yeah. for that item right on the page and, and other information as well. But it's very useful. Proven amazoncourse.com slash rev seller. I'll stick that link in the show notes. Um, it's a tool that, and that's the best price you'll find anywhere on that tool. I'll see if I can send you a free copy, Ross, for being a guest today. I think it'll really help you speed up your ability to find and make oh, good rapid decisions. Sense. On top of Keepa, you don't have to have RevSeller, but it speeds up your ability to make good decisions. And yeah, oh um, no, thank you. That's very much appreciated. ProvenAmazonCourse.com slash RevSeller, R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R. That's the best price you'll find on that. And it's not expensive. So keep us going. You, we, you talked us through how you found that first item. How are you finding products now? And, and, and I'm curious how profitable your business is. You said you've got 75 replens that you've now found. Yep. Talk us through some numbers and how you find your stuff. So I'm, I mainly use Keeper. So just sort of playing around with Keeper a little bit, there's obviously you've got the search function, um, so you type a brand in there, and then all the list that comes up, it's quite easy to see 
what listings Amazon aren't on because I try and avoid competing with Amazon where I can because you're never going to win that one. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, just trying to find, because it's quite easy to identify them then. And then you can see if you can source that elsewhere cheaper. And, and I've got a spreadsheet set up that sort of calculates the ROI and things and the profit. Um, but obviously, yeah, using RevSeller would, uh, would speed that process up slightly. But yeah, so it's just using those tools really to try and find things. And also, there's a bit of reverse engineering with that as well. So when you've found something on Keeper that looks good, uh, flies off the shelf, and then when you're looking elsewhere uh, on other retailers to see if you can find it, maybe you can, maybe you can't. But when you're looking through that, you might see something that's actually really low or you think that's quite cheap. So then you look at that and then you go and research that back on Keeper. So you sort of, you're doing both sides of it. And, and yeah, it's just another little way of uh, just sort of speeding up the process a little bit. And it takes you in all sorts of directions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, I typed in one brand and now I'm looking at something completely different. You talk about bunny trailing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're doing this, it's not a linear process. If you're doing it right, it's not a, it's not a, Hey, here's step one, two, three, replan. Step one, two, three, replan. It, you're kind of bouncing around. And I love how you just said, you know, the, an example for me might be there, there's a packaged meat product that I found that was a great, I thought was a really great ASIN. And in my research for it on Google to see, is there, are there any retailers near me that sell this thing? There's another product that pops up, similar brand, much lower price, so I jump back over to Amazon and say, hey, you know, is this a hot seller? And wow, it's even better. You know, I can buy it for a dollar and it's selling for nine dollars a piece as a three-pack. So like 27 bucks and I can get it for three and it's selling as a three-pack on this ASIN. And I can expect to sell 10 to 15 a month. Like, okay, I'm more excited all of a sudden, not the path I was on, but this path that kind of jumped in front of me while I was researching. And I think that's something that Jimmy emphasizes really well in the replants course and in his book, it's, it's part of it, is don't be afraid to, to change directions. You know, when you're scrolling, look for something that's interesting. Your eyes will get trained. Like when you're on Amazon, you're looking for stuff that's overpriced and selling well. And when you jump off Amazon, you're now looking for stuff that's underpriced that you can easily source and yeah. sell on Amazon. You kind of jump them back and forth, right? That's uh, it, and you yeah. end up with a bunch of tabs open at the top. So your ability to keep track of all these tabs that you're opening is kind of the game, right? Yeah, How many yeah. tabs do you have open uh, right now? Like typically if you've done an hour or so of OA research? Uh, I can see here, I've got literally probably about 25. <laughs> yeah, right. That any given time, I've got I've got a minimum of 15 tabs open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll come back later and you can, because you don't want to you don't want to shut down one of those bunny trails that you were on. Like I'll come back to that later, but this is more exciting. And I go off on that one and you come back later, like, oh, that's where I was. So each yeah. tab is a little story of a potential replan, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. And yeah. and this and it's again, it's not rocket science, Ross, is it? I not at all. So what's one of your more exciting products that you found? Talk us through that. Uh, It's um, literally, it was a golden nugget and I found this product and it's, it's really small. So it's in the beauty category and it actually, I'm, I'm having to do an MF uh, merchant fulfilled because I can't send it into Amazon. That's not a problem, but I just can't send it in. So I can't FBA it. Uh, But I thought, well, the, the ROI and the profit on it is just ridiculous. I can't pass this opportunity up. And the, the good thing is, it's like it's a small product, so it doesn't take up an awful lot of room. 
is one of the things that when I was doing the books, especially when you're getting books off Facebook, off people that they just give you books, there was just books everywhere. In my, my house just looked like a library. Uh, and my wife was just right. like, what is going on here? Yeah. And books have a certain distinct smell too, right? Just yeah, yeah, that's it. Other yeah. people's books, you know? And if you've got some older ones from um, someone who's smoked for 10 years in their house, right. you bring all of that and the smoke of the uh, the books, yeah, that wasn't pleasant, but yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so this it was quite a small product. So I can get away with Merchant fulfilling this one. And the ROI on it is over 400%, which Beautiful. is great. And it sells, well, according to Keeper, it sells 30 times a month. But I mean, I've... Every time I ramp up and buy more, it sells within a day. And I've sold 15 in a day. So you say Keeper have been very conservative about or whether it's just that now we're we're sort of in a such a such a weird position with COVID and things and just coming into Q4 as well, whether those figures have just been skewed and things and they're just it's just flying out. Yeah. Um, well, the disadvantage that all these tools keep included. You know, I don't care if you're talking about Jungle Scout, Helium 10, you know, there's, there's a bunch of tools out there that'll estimate the sales volume for you on products. They all have the disadvantage of Amazon isn't telling anybody these numbers. They're looking at the change in rank. So let's say a product over, I mean, you know, just if we just think about it for a second, let's say at noon, a product is ranked 50,000. At one o'clock, it's ranked 30,000. What do we know? We know that at least one unit sold. But during that hour, it could have been 30 units that sold. No one knows. All we know is the rank dropped and at least one unit sold. So when we do our estimation, unless you're the person actually selling that product and you're the only one selling that product, no one knows how much of that product just sold. And you can't build an algorithm to calculate accurately how many just sold. All you know is the product rank changed. That's the only clue Amazon gives us. Yeah. So yeah, there's no way to know that that estimate that Keepa gives you of 30 units per month, it could be 3000 units per month, but it's only checking it once every hour. Yeah. See if the rank changed and saying, Hey, one more sold. No, 180 sold. You just don't (laughs) know. Right. But that's why you're excited to see the up and down bouncing because it's changing rapidly in an exciting category. And you know, and something, something big's happening. We love to see that green line bouncing up and down and heading down to the right. (laughs) And no other sellers have found it yet. And that's a gold mark. That's it. Well, the thing is, there are quite a few other sellers selling the product and have just jumped on the listing as well. Whereas before, they'd never been on it, which is the main main reason why I'd, I'd gone down that route in the first place. But actually, they're sharing the buy box, which is quite nice of them and, uh, and fair. So that's why every time I get stock in, they're sharing the buy box. And I seem to be getting that quite a bit. So I'm pricing competitively. What do you and, mean by uh, and yeah, share the buy box? Talk us through that. I mean, they do, Amazon can do it with just normal sellers, us third-party sellers, or they can do it with themselves. But it's not Amazon are that first page listing all of the time. So they're allowing other sellers to be on that first page, which we call the buy box. So they're sharing that. So, I mean, I think they, I don't know what the actual stats are, but it's around sort of 70%. If you've got the buy box, you're generally going to get that sale. There's there's only another thirty percent of buyers that are going into the uh, the rest of the listings to see who else is selling it. 
um, normally people are just like yeah, buy that, and and you're if you're on that first page, and um, that's your product, then you're going to get that sale. So it, it does help increase sales quite a bit. Yeah, well said, well said. And and just add some more clarification for those who are wondering, you know, what's he talking about sharing the buy box? What does that mean? <laughs> and the way I think about it is that if there's five of us or 10 of us or a hundred of us selling the exact same product, person with the lowest price is going to tend to drift into the preferred position. Obviously, Amazon's looking to give a good deal to their customer, but everyone within 5% of that price is also going to rotate through. And Amazon doesn't share their algorithm. Some people claim they know, but it's always changing. So the top, the 5% within that best price, you're going to rotate through as well. But what sometimes happens, we call it the race to the bottom, is someone will say, well, you know what? I'm going to be the cheapest by a penny. And someone else is like, no, I'm going to beat that. I'm going to beat it by a dime. I'm going to beat it by a nickel. And pretty soon, the price is tanking. Or someone th- thinks to themselves, oh, I overbought this product. I just want to clear it all out for what I paid. So they cut their price in half. Now everyone's wondering, should I race down and be with them? Or should I wait till they sell out? So th- these are the games. This this is business, right? This is free markets. Yeah, it's crazy, you said people playing nice. I just want to before I want to clarify. You know, you said you're sharing the buy box. If all five of you just say, "Hey, you know what? We're all going to keep our price right at fifteen dollars and twenty five cents. Fifteen pounds. Let's keep it all right there. Let's all play nice. No yeah. one's going to start tanking this. You can see this rotate through, and you you kind of share the buy box with each other as it rotates through. Yeah, please, please, everyone do that because nobody <laughs> likes nobody likes going down the bottom. Like, and then when we're shopping on Amazon as a customer, what we like to see is, would please someone just cut their price in half and clear it all out? <laughs> yeah. and, and then as a seller, you're like, oh, I'll buy all those if you're going to do that. I'll just buy them and move my price back up. It, that's the game, right? That's the game. Well, you say that that I used to do that with the books. Yep. You used to see that there are merchant fulfilled books for the that go for slight. Two or three pounds. I was like, they can't be making any profit on that, but it's the volume they're doing. And I know that I can sell that for 30. So I'll buy it and then list it back on there. So it's it's another strategy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've been doing that, looking at doing that with some of our bundles where the, there's just one item that you just can't find off the shelf. But there's a seller over here with 60 of them. Super cheap. I'm gonna go buy those. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I'll take all of them. Make my bundles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you get creative, you have fun with it. That's the, that's the game though. It's a good time. So to, you haven't given us any numbers, like specifics. What are you comfortable sharing with us? You, well, I mean, say I've, I did, I'm, I jotted a few numbers down. I knew you'd ask, uh, you know, in listening to all the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so I've sort of got, um, since I've started doing the replens, an average selling price of around 42 pounds, which is quite decent. Um, that's really good. Profit around that is around 40% which I'm, I'm quite happy with at the moment. So when I started sort of from books into replens, I was doing sort of a thousand pounds a month sales in the books. And then after the, uh, the month of testing, um, even though it did go up to sort of 2000 then, first full month was, which was really September. And I was at three and a half thousand then. And now in October, it's gone up to eight and a half thousand. And that's really that one product that I found that's 400% ROI and £40 profit each time it sells. So it's quite nice. Fantastic. So, yeah, so it's, it's ramping up so you can really see the potential with that. Yeah. So where would you like to be, say, three months from now and six months from now? What Do you have some goals in mind of what you think is realistic? Well, my, my initial goal was a £1,000 day which I then shared with everyone on Facebook when that did happen. And, and that's where, where you saw it. And my other goal was 10,000 a month in sales. 
Um, so I'm hoping November I can hit that quite comfortably, providing I can keep up with demand for this product. <laughs> and and really, I haven't thought about it too much since then, but I know that probably I, I do need to set new goals for the new year. I'd probably say I'd like to hit 40K because I know that from the RINS model, Jimmy talks about once you've hit your 10K, then you move into sort of the next section. And then once you then hit 40, that then you think about things a little bit differently, outsourcing that type kind of thing. So I'll probably, once I've hit 10, aim for 40 um, and see how quickly I can do that. In, in my head, I've got a strategy where on my 40th birthday, I'd like to quit my corporate job and do this full time. I'd love, oh, that's, that's, that's three years from now. That's um, great. That's, oh, you so, look a lot younger than that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, they, they treat you guys good there in the south part of the UK, apparently. The, <laughs> yeah. the garden of the of Europe. Well, so what, how many hours a week? You, you mentioned you work full-time. We kind of blew past that point earlier on. How many hours per week are you putting into your Amazon business? I sort of dip in and out, really. It's hard. I don't really... I'd probably say between 10 and 15 a week. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit more now that I'm going to be up all hours with the uh, feeding the baby. Um, right. So I can, while, while she's sleeping on me, I can uh, quickly do some sourcing on my, on the Amazon seller app. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Take every opportunity. laughs> yeah. It's always a hard question for internet entrepreneurs to answer when you say, how many hours a week do you work? It's like, I think a, a better question would be, how many hours a week do you just turn it all off? And for me, it's, Sundays and the rest of the time, you know, if if I'm standing in line, I'm sitting in line, let's say at a drive-through restaurant picking up, you know, some dinner for my kids or whatever. Uh, yeah, I just admitted that we do that more than we should. <laughs> I've got three minutes. I'm going to be. I'll swipe in and find a replan. I'll get on my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good one. I took a picture of that three days ago. Research, research. Yeah, next time I'm out, I'm going to grab that, take a picture of it, put it into the folder to to, to test for the team to test. Yeah. So it, was I working then or was I doing dinner for my family? Like, I don't know. It's all blended together, right? That's, that's how this kind of feels. Yeah. And I would say, actually, I never switch off. <laughs> right. It's, it's always, it's like, it's just constant. It's like, because I'm sat down, I'm like, right, I can't, I can't just sit here and do nothing. I'm not wired yeah. that way. Um, well, I would, so. I would encourage you, Ross, and everyone listening, you've got to have that one day off. You will actually accomplish far more. Uh, it's a Judeo-Christian biblical principle, but it's been proven time and time and time again as well in multiple venues. That t- that downtime makes that other six days so much more productive. Yeah. It, you're just so fired up to jump in. You, it's like you're almost like a, you can't wait to get out of the gates on a Monday because you took that day off. It's a discipline to turn it all yeah. off for a day. So just to encourage you, you know, if, if you're not, I'm not saying you're not, you didn't say you don't, but uh, I have trouble turning it off too. And for me, it's Sundays. Just nope not going to do, not going to spend time growing my business, thinking about the numbers. I, I try to just keep that all off. Yeah, for me, it's yeah. sacred. You've been, you've been talking to my wife and she buttered you up and told you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Sounds like you have a smart wife. <laughs> yeah. She was saying, can you put that down? And just sort of like, yeah, because I'm always sort of like in, in the zone type thing. And I, sometimes yeah. that is... Well, it, it, well, Ross, just dad to dad, you're in a season that's going to feel like a blur. And, you know, you've heard this from people. Oh, they grow up so fast. You know, my oldest just turned 24. Enjoy this season, man. Spend more time than you instinctually would with those little ones. And uh, yeah. because this season will be over in a blink and you'll wonder where it went. 
Uh, but That's the ability right, yeah. that you, the, the goal that you have, I love it. We love seeing dads come home and, and live under the roof with mom there and the kids. And oh, we just, that is our heartbeat and passion around here. So make it happen. This is a business model. You can do that. Uh, yeah. and, and just incorporate those kids into it as they get old enough too. How old is your other child? Uh, he's six. Six. Yeah. Old enough to start helping in little ways. You know, yeah, just, well, we've always got him helping with the uh, with the nappy changing, so I'm hoping I can delegate that pretty soon. But yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, what do you you guys have a different name for a lot of the stuff with baby? What was it? Uh, you call a bottle a feed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's a, it's a bottle. Why you guys just mess up all these words? <laughs> no, we were we were adopting our oldest son, Chase. Uh, when he was an infant, it just reminds me when we were taking a taxi cab in London. And so we have a London taxi cab driver and we're trying to, he is excited and kind and energetic and enthusiastic. And he wants to get to know these Americans who have just adopted a little baby and he's talking to us, but we can't understand what this guy is saying. One of the parts he was confusing me with this thick accent is he, because we're feeding him, we we got his bottle, right? And we're feeding him and he kept calling it a feed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? A feed? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know the feed, the feed of his mouth. I'm like, oh, the feed, oh, the bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Uh, there are quite a few of those sort of things, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's. I always find it fascinating, and we think your accents are so cool. It doesn't matter, you know, a UK accent or an Australian accent in America is just the coolest thing to listen to. But uh, <laughs> and it's great hanging out with you, Ross. What other things do you have to share with the, the listeners today? Um, any other encouragement or any other tips or strategies? I, I love your story. I can't wait to see where you guys are three, six months, a couple of years from now. Yeah, I'm excited by that as well, actually. And saying just just seeing how one product can just escalate things when you've got 50 or 60 of those products all doing the same or even hundreds. That's where you can really see you hit. I mean, there, there's no ceiling really, is there? It's just you can go as high as you want to. That's right. Just keep yeah. building systems. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But I mean, one of the things that, I sort of struggled with a little bit was when, when I was transitioning from books into the replens, it was more of the mindset, not that I couldn't do it because I, I, I know that I put anything to my, my mind to it. I can do that. But it was the, um, the sort of the, the adjustment on the ROI kind of thing. So with books, I, you never looked at anything unless it was sort of three or 400% ROI. Whereas, if when you're looking at the replens, I'm like, well, that's 40% ROI. I'm not even going to consider that. But if that's five pound profit, but it's selling 60 times a month or, or more, that you've got to make those calculations. That's quite a good monthly payment. Um, so it was just sort of trying to get your mind straight for the replens because this is the model you're working with. And it'll be the same with any other model that you're using. Say that we're doing wholesale, private label, you've got to get focused into that particular model and that process depending yeah your your sort of experience on other things will be helpful but not to sort of confuse them um because they can be different that's a, yeah and the rule of thumb we use is 40 percent roi yeah yep and uh you know you're excited about this 400 percent. it's it's great to turn a dollar bill into four dollars or five dollars but if you can turn a dollar bill into a dollar fifty hey and you can do it on a, on a rotating regular basis. Yeah. That's a good product. Yeah. So yeah, we, we get excited about 40% ROI. That's, that's our line that we draw. We try not to go below that. And if a product drops below that, we lose interest pretty fast because you got to account for your time and the energy and the packaging and 
But you stay above 40%, you're going to build a profitable business and you're going to find those four and 500% items along the way, ROI, that, uh, that really fuel the machine. Uh, yeah, so good tip. They're, they're, they're a bit they're few and far between, but when they do happen, um, it's, it's nice. But I mean, I did sort of um, have a look at my average ROI on all of my replens, and the average is 112%. So I'm pretty happy with that. And average profit is £15 per product that sells. Um, That's great. So yeah, it's just ramping that up and yep. just a bit deeper once you've tested You've built a machine that you put a dollar into and it gives you $2 back and you take your expenses out of that and you, you, the rest is your profit. It's beautiful. Yeah, you're, you're well on your way. Yeah, keep, keep plowing forward. It's beautiful. So any other, any other tips or strategies or thoughts before we start to wrap this one up? Not really. It's just um, thank you for having me, really. <laughs> it's, it's an honor to be here. So I, I always, when, I, when I'm in my routine, I, I get up at about 6.30 and... Just get me a my running gear on straight away and go for a run. Got the earpods in, listening to your podcasts. It just helps clear the mind and actually keeps the motivation high. And any sort of tips and strategies that people talk about, then it's always nice to uh, to grab onto those as well. And then it just sets you up for the day, really, doesn't it? So that's sort of my routine. So you're part of that. So thank you. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Because I run. Uh, but I don't listen to this podcast. Unless it's a guest. We have some great guest uh, leaders in, in interviews. I'm like, oh, I got to hear that one. Jimmy got one in there or uh, you know, Ryan will get one in there or Jenny. And I'm like, oh, I got to hear that one. I haven't heard it yet. Uh, but rarely do I listen to this podcast. Uh, hey, and just as a reminder, for those who are watching this on YouTube right now, uh, I'm glad he mentioned um, earbuds. If you're watching this episode, you should realize that about 80% of our episodes aren't on YouTube. You need to go to silentgym.com and you can listen to all the episodes. Many hundreds of great guests like Ross telling their stories and sharing how they've built businesses online and on Amazon. Uh, So make sure you subscribe to that on iTunes or wherever you listen to free podcasts. All right, Ross, man, it's been great hanging out with you, buddy. And it looks like we're not going to get to see the baby this time. That's all right. But I want you back about six months from now. (laughs) We'll see that little baby. See your family yeah. maybe and to get an update on how your business is going, man. You you did a really great job for us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, thank you very much for having me. And, uh, and one day I'd love to come to one of the um the conferences. So that's that's a goal as well. So one day, yeah, hopefully I can uh, shake your hand in person. Uh, we'd love we'd love to have you over here. Have you been to the states? Uh, I have. I've been to Las Vegas, but that was in 2010, so quite a while ago. That. It's not necessarily representative of what this country is necessarily all about. (laughs) I'm aware of that. (laughs) It'd be great to have you back over again and and, uh, meet you, shake your hand, see the the family. That'd be beautiful. And and these events that we do, once the world gets back to normal, which it it will happen, please God, let it happen soon. uh, We'll have these events and, and it's like a big family reunion. It's just a beautiful time. And we'd love to have you guys come over and and uh, it's an international family reunion. It's just a beautiful yeah. time. Well, hey, God bless you, Ross. And I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second. Thanks for hanging out with Ross and I today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody. Pass it around. This We love producing this great, free, encouraging content. And this wasn't one of those pie-in-the-sky, multi-million-dollar big... You know, We've got those people in our community that have built those big machines. This is just a guy who just a few months ago transition from selling books on Amazon to doing the replens module and it's working and he's excited and he's in the UK, which some people say, oh, is this international? Yeah, you can do this stuff from anywhere. 
So we just wanted to encourage you today. Thanks for hanging out with Ross and I. Thanks for listening and watching. Please leave us a review wherever you're at. Subscribe wherever you're watching. We appreciate those numbers. And jump into our free Facebook group if you're not in there yet. Ross is in there. The post that made us produce this episode was when he was celebrating. Was it, Ross, your first $10,000 a month or $1,000 day it was, right? It was a $1,000 day, yeah. You had a 1,000-pound day. Thanks for bearing with me as I'm using all these American phrases. (laughs) He had his first 1,000-pound day, and he posted in our group. And our group celebrates every time. It's just a good place to come to get encouragement, see other people's success stories, and uh, grow a business with us. All right? So God bless all the business-building warriors out there listening. Thanks for hanging out with Ross and I today. We'll have another great episode for you again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.